Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Healing Courageously. You like that one? Healing Courageously. That was really good. Is that better? Healing Courageously. It's not like you just inhaled some helium sometimes. It makes me giggle. Well, you don't know what it is. (laughs) Well, that's true. I hope you didn't do anything. No, I didn't do anything. We're good. We're good. We're good. So we're back for another episode. Um, we thought we'd talk about... Before we start, look oh, at yeah. that wall behind us. Randy's been doing oh, a, a, an amazing job. It's got freckles on it. It does for now, but he's been doing an amazing job working hard at creating this beautiful wall. That accent will be, wall. Accent wall that will be our new background for our episode. I the thing looks out of, yeah, it looks out of plumb, but it's not. It's good. Don't look at your work. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to give honor where honor is that oh it's just a computer the way he's done a, a good job at creating a beautiful background for thank us, you so. honey you're so welcome thank you i like hearing that good yeah 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 so what are we going to talk today so i think today is a day that we should talk about um the traits of a good leader and those traits of good leader can be not only um in ministry or in a church it could be in our work environment Really importantly, it's in our home environment because there's so many things that we're teaching yes. Um, yes. and showing our kids, grandkids. So I think it's going to be good. I'm just going to kind of follow you as my leader uh, on this episode and fill in the blanks where um, where I feel like I have something to offer in this too. So which you always do. So. Thank you. Thank and, you. And I like hearing that. You like hearing that. Um, you know, there's a saying, right? We we talk about leadership. Right, and integrity is a big part mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. But I learned something, and it's one of the cliches that you hear in the rooms of recovery, right? It is actually is really, really good, and that is practice these principles in all of your affairs, right? So what that means is that we hear it oftentimes. My husband's out there working with people, and he's a great leader. People look up to him, but then he comes home, and he's completely different, right? right? There's, a lot of, there's a lot of pastors in this world that can preach a good sermon, but they're not walking their talk. That's no integrity, and that's not practicing the principles in all, all your affairs. There's parents out there that s- speak a good talk to their kids and preach to them, and, and what they're teaching them and what they're saying, in, mi- in many cases, not all, is absolutely right. But they're not displaying it. They're doing just the opposite. Right. And I will say there was a period in our time just to connect with people who are listening. Um, you know, we are not perfect people no. by any means. And I can honestly say that that kind of goes in, that relates back to the years where we were struggling. We painted that good picture on the outside, right. but our home wasn't displaying what we wanted people to think on the outside. And right. I know a lot of us struggle with that. Yeah. Um, as parents, right. it's it's very difficult. We don't want everybody to know how misbehaved our kids are or how we're talking to our kids because of their misbehavior. Um, there's just a lot of dynamics that go into that. So. And, then, and then that goes back to learned behavior. Right. We're Absolutely. repeating what we were taught as yeah. kids, as, te- as children, teen, uh, teenage uh, 
teenage kids and young adults, what it's like, well, you know, what a parent and child looks like. Right. And then what happens sometimes is that we as, as newer adults and newer parents, we try to overcompensate by treating them not like we were treated, but treating them better. So it, it's finding that balance and all right. that when it comes exactly. to parents, right? Yeah, that's the, good. And, and the other, you know, so we want to practice the principles in all of our affairs. Mm-hmm. When you see us at church, what you see, when you see us out in the public, we're the same. Like Kathy said, we're we not want, perfect. We, we make wanna, mistakes. Yeah, that's our goal is to, to right. remain the same in all areas and all aspects of our life. And then it also comes into play in the workplace. Yeah. Right? The, you care, You practice the principles of leadership in all of your affairs. Right. Right? And so we have to carry it into the workplace as well. Mm-hmm. So there's several areas of leadership by <clears throat> and leader leadership traits that we, we can't leave on the table when we walk away from our daily job or our meetings or whatever right. we're at. Okay. Practice the principles in all of our affairs. Can I give a definition of a good leader? Yeah, you might okay. want to do that. So me. <laughs> you are a good leader. You are a good leader. Most of the time we all have our, our moments, but we we strive to be good leaders. So according to the Merriam Webster, um, a leader is someone who guides other people. Simple enough. Or is it? Um, a good leader must ha- also have clear vision, be courageous, have integrity, which you touched on, honesty, and humility. Um, good leaders help people reach their goals and are not afraid to train people that might be better than them and take pride in the accomplishments of those they help along the way. And I want to just touch on that. I was in a 42-year career in real estate as an escrow officer um, I started right in high school as a driver and a receptionist and a s- assistant and worked my way up. But I found early on in my career how important it was, and these are for the, this is for the work environment, mm-hmm. how important it was to train people to do better and exceed myself. Um, that was my goal. And in, in that industry, not always, but in a lot of, a lot of industries, and people are afraid. They're, they're intimidated by if somebody learns more than them. And a good leader will not be intimidated. A good leader is going to want to push another person. And so what happened for me, um, just a backstory on this, is that when it came time to reach, I had an assistant that I loved. And she left the company, and I was so disappointed. I was like, why are you leaving? I want you to take my place when I retire. I just felt that in my heart that she had learned so much. She, she had some knowledge coming in, a lot of knowledge coming in, but she grew so much in the time that we worked together. So I was so disappointed when she left, um, and I thought, well, I can't do anything about this. I've done my part. I've done my job. And so fast forward about a year later, it came time for me to retire, which happened very, very quickly. And I said, we need to go after her. We need to get her in here. We need to get her in here. But let me backtrack a minute. A few months after she left, I got a text from her thanking me for teaching her all the things that I did because she realized at that moment how far advanced, I will say, that she was with even seasoned escrow people that she was working with. So, of course, that made my heart feel good, and knowing that. Um, and then fast forward, when, we, when I got ready to retire, I said, we've got to get her, we've got to get her. And she came into the office just out of the blue, and I told her, you've got to come back here. You've got to come back here. You can do this. You are fully capable of this. And sure enough, she came back. They rehired her back, and she took my place. Um, so I know I, I left there 
with confidence that I left my clients in good hands. And that's part of that integrity. That's part leadership. of that leadership of leading, uh, leading those around me to be better than me and to replace me and not have a, a missing link, right. if you want to call it that. So that was really cool um, for me well, to really realize that I accomplished that in my career of teaching and leading people well. Right. In, in, in the workplace, there's so much egos, so many egos, self-centered and selfishness going on. They're all focused on themselves. Climbing that ladder. Climbing the ladder. ladder. Right? And that's not that's not good leadership. Yeah, you want to you want to climb the corporate ladder. You want to get there, but what you want to do is also you need to bring people up with you. Yeah, and and bring them up to the point to where they can exceed what you are doing. Mm -hmm. They can be better at it. I mean, even even Jesus said that you greater works will you do than I've done. Yeah, right. So that's the that's the whole goal is that I had a company I had 80 employees and, and all my key guys everybody loved working for me then how do you treat your employees when they make a mistake that's that's the integrity part that comes in mm -hmm. right and all my guys if they made a mistake we'd sit down we'd have a great conversation we'd talk about what what happened right I want to chew them out I want to scold them I mean it didn't matter the size of the mistake I might have been a little bit upset but it's like Okay, what can we do? It's a teaching opportunity. It's a, you, we use them as a teaching opportunity. Yeah. That's exactly leaders what Leaders teach. It, I think that's another Exactly. Thing. Leaders teach, right? And they don't hold nothing back. And you know, one of my number one guys, he got a job with the sheriff department, and it, and it crushed me, yeah. and it happened really quick. You know, and, I, and all I could do is when he left, you know, I said, you know, Nick, you deserve this. You yeah. know, you got to take care of your family. And when his recruiting sergeant called me up, we talked, and at the end, he goes, Randy, can't you say anything bad about Nick and his employment? I go, believe me, I wish I could. Yeah. But no, you you got you to gotta keep it with Nick. And Nick has done very well with the sheriff's department. So, you know, it, it's, it carries over. Leadership carries over into, into the, the business world as well. Mm -hmm. um, some of the leaders, we talked about... Um, Parents being good leaders, mm -hmm. right? I mean, parent leading in the home, le leading in the home, and that's. Uh, I I I'm, I'm going to say something on parents leading in the home. Oftentimes, if we're in the church or if we're not in the church, we hear things, we hear different scriptures used against children, right? Like, you know, the the rod and the staff. Do your own homework and research. Don't always believe what that person on the on the pulpit is saying about the rod and the staff. Because when it comes to children, it's not true. It's not true. The rod and the staff were not used to, to, to punish children. They're not, they're not used for punishment at all, to be honest with you. Do your own research, okay? Where, where in the Bible did it say that Jesus hit kids? It doesn't say it anywhere in the Bible, right. right? And there's some particular scriptures that all parents should read. Fathers. Do not provoke your children to anger mm -hmm. as a cause discouragement. Yeah. Right? If you if you harm one of my little ones and cause them to fall into sin, you'd be better off with a millstone tied around your neck and cast into the sea. Yeah. We have to be very careful, right? Because we're always looking outside for the right things to do with our children. Where we have to learn and do our own research. Yeah. To, to, you know, so parents. We, we want to make sure that we're we're not saying one thing and doing another. Right. Pastors, employers, uh, 
project managers, whoever is in that leadership position, you have to walk your talk. You want you want to lead. You've got to give them something to follow. Exactly. That's how I look at it. Right. Yeah, that's good. So, um, and one thing that Kathy and I believe too is that our nation, overall, has missed the mark for parenting. Right. I mean, we always say this, Randy, what's wrong with the kids today? Well, mom and dad go look in the mirror. Now, not all parents. Right? No, I mean, and it's, it's, it's this is just a generational right. situation, and it's not the same for every parent. But I think even the parents who have done well with their children right. can still look at some areas of their life and realize yeah. that I could have done this better. I could have done this differently. Right. Exactly. It, you know, so it, it is a, it's what we're speaking of are Areas we know ourselves, we could have done better. We could yeah, have done absolutely. differently. Yeah, um, you know, so it's it's what we've learned in our walk and in our journey, in our recovery and, and it, walk with Christ and everything. Yeah, else. how different we could have have been as parents. So that boils back to one of the things we believe in a lot. What, yeah. What's a community that you're that you're involving yourself in? Right. Right. I mean, that's when I got in recovery. That's when I learned that what I thought was right was actually wrong. Right. And things that I thought were wrong were actually right. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a you know paradoxical thing, but so we, you know it, it's the traits of the good leader all stem. And, and actually, whether whether you, I don't know, whether you're a Christian, Baptist, Catholic, whatever you are, either you, either you believe that God is or God isn't. Right? Yeah. There's no in between. And if God is everything or God is nothing, and God is everything, then the Bible. Is life's instruction, and you, there's no in between. Right, you, you can't be twisting stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, we yeah, just no, can't. So, um, when you read it and understand it and apply it, it makes life so much more simpler. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really does. Yeah. Um, when you're, I think going back on the parents, you know, right. we, uh, this is kind of an area that I think that we're going to cover too. Is that, you know, as parents, I know I raised I. I mothered my kids as my parents parented me. Randy parented his, from from his perspective, wasn't as good as what I had, even though mine was still not all great. It was better than what Randy had. So we took a combination of that and then Randy's hard work at understanding and learning to be a parent. I remember early on he said, I, I don't know if I want kids. I don't know. I don't know if I could parent them well. And so I think we, uh, most of everything we learn to be parents or as parents is learned behavior. It is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so again, I copied, I pretty much copied everything my mom and dad did with us. You know, we grew up, we, uh, we went, we had Sunday dinners. We went to church when we were young. We went camping. We did sports, all of those things. My kids kind of did the same thing, except for the church thing. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. Whole nother thing. But I didn't know how to parent any other way. I only knew what was taught to me. And so right. I think that's where we kind of get stuck on some of these things and what we learned, how different we could have been as parents. You know, we did good, but we could have done better in a lot of areas. Well, because we're doing it with no, no book, right? Exactly, yeah. And then, um, you know, in our, in our relationship, Kathy's parenting, uh, her, her parents were a lot better than what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to do better. And that's why the, the theory is this, is that through the generations, yeah. you know, every, it's like I'm talking to a guy right now and I say, I, I can guarantee you that your father treated you just a little bit better than his father was uh, was treated mm-hmm. or that, that your father treated you. Right. 
and your father was treated just a little bit better by his father than his father was treated. Right. So it's like trying to trying to break out of this this generational curse, mm -hmm. and it's hard, right? Yeah. Because it's like where's the integrity? Where's the honesty? Where's the values in life? Right. Right. And it's so getting back to that, you know, leading by example. Exactly. And if your example wasn't a good example, mentor up with somebody who had a better example. Exactly. You know, you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to kind of guess as you go. And that, again, comes back to community, being around a community of healthy, like-minded people that are going to walk with you and journey with you and say, hey, right. have you thought about doing it this way? Right. I mean, I got a call today from one of my gals saying, hey, I need to talk to you. Here's my situation. Um, you know, she's younger and, and I'm mentoring her. We've mentored both of her and her husband and uh, just bouncing that off of me. And so having that's that's a sign of somebody that's a good leader also that's not afraid to ask for help. Right, and I think that's key too. Is that we don't always have it all going on. We don't always have all the answers. No. But like I said, mentor up with well, somebody who does. Who that's the you. vulnerability also, mm -hmm. and that's where honesty comes into play. Where it's like, people come to you and I, and they have a question. I don't know the answers to all the questions, so I say, you know what? Let me let me talk to my mentors. Let me talk to mm -hmm. somebody that I can about this, so I can come back with the right answer. It's okay to say you don't know. Right. It's, you don't it's, have to have it all have, figured out. No. At all. You're being honest. You're being vulnerable. Look Again, at, that's a good leader. But I'll get the answer. Exactly. Yeah. That's what leadership is. That's good. Knowing, know, a leader that knows his faults and is okay to admit them, mm -hmm. right, in front of whoever is okay. That's the problem is that we look up to too many people that are in leadership, getting away from parents right now, okay? I mean, the kids do it with parents, but... Too many people that are in, now we'll go back to the church for a minute, especially in the church, because they're up on the pulpit, they're pastors, they're preaching certain things, right? What they got, what they say has got to be right, right? It's, it's got to be right, because they're a pastor. Mm -hmm. Well, is it? Believe me, the one thing that I learned because of being tore away from God in the church by corrupt pastors and Leaders, the Le church. leaders of the church and, and leaders of, and my mother and stepfather, right? I want to know what the what the scripture really means. Where does it say that? Where does it say that the rod and staff is to be used to punish your children? Yeah. Where in the New Testament does it say it's okay to hit your children? It doesn't. But what it tells you is if you harm one of my little ones, you'd be better off to be cast in the sea with a millstone around your neck. You know, it just it comes down to what our episode was last week on what is love. You know, it comes back to First Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It, it, that's the key and, right there. You know, how, you know, how do we love? Well, we love by being patient. We love by being kind. We love by uh, not being envy and boasting and bragging. Um, we're not proud. It doesn't Love doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily anger. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And I love that because as parents, as leaders of a home, we need to protect our children. We need to create an environment right. of trust in our children. We need to give them hope, hope for their future, hope for what, you know, what their goals are and their desires and dreams are um, growing up. And we want to persevere on that because we're not going to do it well all the time, no. but we need to persevere through that. So I think that's one thing that I I feel like my mom and my dad gave me was a lot of love right. and that love kind of 
blanket some of the stuff that was hard. Exactly. You know, it's, exactly. it wasn't as painful because I'm not going to say that everything was all good in my home. We had some things going mm -hmm. on, but the love was stronger than those things going on. Right. So I think the signs of a good leader is someone who can love wholeheartedly, consistently, right. and persevere through difficult times. Yeah, because it's, it's, you know, when, when we're looking at people and, and, you know, because we are human. And, you know, sometimes it's like when you're a kid and you got leaders saying one thing and they're doing another, it's really, and then if you're told to shut up and don't worry about it, you know, then it gets even worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, wait a minute, there's something, something's not right here at all. And so what that really does, and poor leadership in any, well, I worked for a guy for 10 years and his leadership skills were absolutely horrendous and terrible. I mean, so eventually, that's going to catch up to you. Mm -hmm. And people are going to start leaving. They're going to start seeing the truth of who you really are. Yeah. And they're going to start leaving. And I can tell you right now for a fact that, especially when it comes to the church part, the leadership, it is critical. right? Because there's hundreds of thousands of people that, I, that I've heard of. I know. Go, just go sit in a room of AA anywhere in the world. Mm that have been pushed away from God and the church because of people that talk out of their mouth and don't do the walk. Right. Right. People that, 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 that scorn, mm. right. Instead of showing them the love and helping them to, to overcome. Yeah. Right. So leadership is, is, is important in a lot of different things. You know, I want to call back on, you mentioned integrity a bit ago. And one of the things I just want to say, this is going to sound really silly, but Gosh, guys, if you think about this, how simple this is. Integrity basically means following your morals. Um, having integrity means being true to yourself and that you would do nothing that demeans or dishonors your, myself or others. Right. And so that integrity carries over in a lot of places. And I'll just give you an example. And this is, I've, I've struggled with this for a while, but I would be at work and I we would have a public restroom outside of our office. So I'd go out there and if there was a piece of trash on the floor or something, I always had to pick it up. And it was like, God's watching me. I've got to be integral about this. And if I turned and walked away and didn't, if I saw a piece of trash and didn't pick it up, I had to go back and get it. Mm -hmm. So that, again, having that integrity as a good leader no matter what environment you're in, that right. could be your home environment, your work environment. Even here, I'll find little things. We've got rock in our backyard. The dogs seem to bring it in in their pads. I'm constantly picking up rocks. It's my home. Yes, I should be doing that, but I want to lead in my home well. Right. I want to lead in my home well for my husband. I want to lead in my home well for my kids when they're here and my grandkids. So it's being integral about everything, and it can be the littlest thing like picking a piece of trash up. And then, you know, my mentor, when he talks about integrity, he, he said this, and it's really important that. If I'm in a confrontation with somebody or a, a conversation or whatever, and they start attacking my character and uh, insulting me and really getting vicious at mm. me, right? My job is to walk away from that conversation, leaving that person's integrity intact. Yeah. Well, how do you do that, Randy? Well, I didn't used to. I used to like, <laughs> you know what? You just you just open up a can of worms because when I get done giving you a tongue lashing, yeah, you're gonna have to reach up to touch bottom, yeah. and that was literally it was bad. I don't care who who you were, how big you were, I, I would do it. So instead, I would walk now. It, the integrity that I would learn was like, 
you know what? Well, you can calm down because I'm not going to allow you to talk to me this way. Well, we'll continue this conversation later. But until then, I'm done with this conversation. Right. And I walk away. I didn't attack his character. I didn't assassinate his character. I didn't put him. I didn't do none of that. I just said, no, we're done. I'm going to walk away. I don't engage in the rhetoric that's going to create a big mess of a circle just going around and around and around, repeating the same thing over and over, just trying to do it differently. Yeah. Okay. You know, one other area of leadership, too, that is important to our, our, stu- or our children and grandchildren are our teachers and coaches that are out there. Absolutely. I mean, if, if I thought back on a teacher, I mean, or even coach, there was a coach. The coach really stands out to me. I was probably, I don't know, 8, 10, 11, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, Gordon, Coach Gordon. He, there was mm-hmm. just something about him that made me feel accepted and warm. Um, and he led our team well. I remember, I think we went to an angel game together. I mean, just things that he did. He led these young girls well on this team. And because he led well, I have great memories of that. And I think that's what's important, too, is is not just our home, um, our work environment, but the, the thinking back on yourself, teachers, coaches, um, how how well they can lead or have the ability to lead if they do it right. If they so choose to do yeah, it Yeah, right. if they do it right. You know, and you also got law enforcement. Mm, you, got, you got firemen, right? We have our mayors, our, our governors, and, and our presidents. Now, I don't care where your political stance is right now, but we have to understand that everything in this world starts at the top. If you look at any kind of a business, right, whether it's a small bomb paw shop, a small LSC or, or you know, middle-sized to bigger corporation. Look at the leader of that business, right? And you'll see why the corporation is run the way it is. Mm-hmm. Rather it is run really nice with your everyday hiccups, but very professionally, whether it's chaotic and out of control. Right. I mean, if you look at all of our states and our country, I don't, we're not, no matter who you look at, Leading, who are you following? Right. Right. It's really important. Who are you following to learn how to treat other people? Yeah. All right. That's really good. Um, courageous leaders are really important. They're a vital part of any organization. Yeah. You, you got to have the courage. Um, Leading is not easy. No, it, it, believe me. <laughs> it's, it's a specialty. It's not for easy. Sure. It's I not mean, for everybody when you get into uh, ministries and businesses and things like that. It definitely it, is not for everybody. No, and it, it, it doesn't, in leadership, whether it's in a church, whether it's in a business or, or at your home, you got to have the, you got to, you got to be serious enough and courageous enough mm. when you see the status, you, to, to disrupt the status quo as it is going. And the status quo is not creating positive results and a lot of chaos. Are you going to be? Are you going to have the courage to step up to the plate and say, "Whoa!" And manage that. This has got to change. Yeah, this that's is not. Good. And you know what? And some leaders don't like to hear that. They'll cut you off at the knees. No. But some leaders, when you start outshining them, right, and being humble about it, you're not bragging about it, but outshining. You're going to get cut off at the knees. Yeah. That's not your. That's not your issue. You just keep being humble. Good right? leaders in those environments it's, will be bringing people along with them. They're right. not going to just do it all themselves. They're humble, and so they're going to. You want a, You want a leader that's going to bring you along with you. 
I was listening to a podcast or, a, or, a, or an audible book. I, can't, I wish I could remember the name of it. But this lady had, um, oh, I know, which, I know where it is. I can't think of the title. But she had a company, right? And it was doing really well. She had one team. And, and what happened was she hired these, your ex-military. Mm. They came in. They were coaches, right? Life coaches, business coaches. And this one, this one team that he had, the leader was very disruptive amongst his other team members. And actually, the leader wasn't as good at his job as his right-hand man was. Well, they kept on, these two guys kept on bickering at each other. And so the, uh, the, the long and the short of it is this, is that she was worried about firing the lead project manager because with, if, they, if she fired him, then the rest of them would probably leave as well. And then she's a sunk ship. Over a period of time and different coaching methods, she finds that that's it. You're gone. I'm letting you go. She tucked the risk. And what she found out is that once she got rid of him, the business just escalated mm. and absolutely like, thrived. Like a, there was a bad apple in there. A, he was the, the leader of that was a bad apple, and everybody was afraid of him, including the CEO of the company. So we can't be afraid. we got we, we got to be courageous enough. We're going to disrupt the status quo because something's not right here. You've got Yeah, you've got to be able to... Um, it's like sandpaper rubbing together. Right, You've exactly. got to be able to have some friction and be able to manage that friction. Right. You know, and that goes for your home, too, because right. sometimes there's conversations we have to have with our spouses. Sometimes there's conversations with our kids. They're not going to be easy. So you've got to be able to rub against that rough edge uh, to be able to be a good leader um, to guide and lead people as well. There, there, there's an article... Um, by Mandy Holloway, May 17, 2006, High Performance Culture Leadership, Courageous Leaders is what the book is, what the article is called, right? And she says there are six types of courage, and I like this. One, there's a physical courage. Mm -hmm. This is the type of courage many of us think of first. It is a bravery with, when faced with the risk of bodily harm or death and involves developing physical strength, resiliency, and awareness. Mm -hmm. So physical courage. Social courage. Social courage is about standing up tall, being able to greet the world with your head held high, feeling comfortable and in, yeah. in your own skin. That's good. That's okay? not easy sometimes. No, it's That's not. Good. Three is moral courage. Moral courage is about doing the right thing, even at the risk of inconvenience, ridicule, retribution, loss of job or security or social status. Mm -hmm. That's good. Okay. In more emotional courage, this type of courage is about being open to feeling the full spectrum of emotional experience, both positive and negative. The most universal are happiness, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust. Oftentimes, I have the guys call me up, Randy, I don't know what to do with the feelings I'm feeling right mm -hmm. now. I've never felt them. You're going to be okay. Just sit with those feelings. You, you have not allowed yourself to feel them for a very long time. You're gonna be okay. Right. Just sit with them and breathe, right? And you're gonna be okay. And what well, every, every one of them do that, they come back and say it was good to do. Okay. Right. Uh, intellectual courage. Intellectual courage means being uh, willing to grapple with difficult or confusing mm -hmm. concepts, ask questions, struggle to gain understanding, and risk making mistakes. When I used to snow ski, when I first started snow skiing, <laughs> right. <clears throat> I was getting frustrated because I didn't feel like I was improving any. So I was riding up the lift, if, if, 
the Fort Mammoth. I'll never forget it. I could tell, I tell you what I was wearing and everything, but <laughs> and I was talking, I was sitting next to an older gentleman that, you know, was very good skiing. I said, man, I'm frustrated. He goes, why? I go, cause I'm just, I don't feel like I'm advancing. He said, looked at me, he goes, are you falling a lot? Well, no, I'm not falling off. God's sake. That's your problem. You got the equipment, you got the clothing. You're staying stuck. You're not falling. You're not making mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, you don't fall. You're not going to really good. That's really good. That's what he told me. It's like, dang. When you think about it, if if I've made a mistake, I've learned something from it. So that's really good. And and that's part of the deal. Like what I used to do with my employees, my my foreman and stuff. Then we sit down and we have a conversation about that mistake. Right. Right? We don't scold them. We don't yell at them. We, We have a conversation. Find out what find out their side of the story, what happened, and what we can do to improve it next time. Yeah. So yeah. good leaders are going to sit down, be help, have healthy conversation, figure out the problem, and put a plan in and place. And talk to, about their mistakes. And God's put a sake. plan in place to not do it yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, <laughs> that's great. That's what leadership is. Yep. Exactly. But you, it's a, you let your employee, you let your employee or the person that you're working with on your team, whatever, you encourage them. So what is the solution? We always, we work with our people and ourselves. We never, I would never go to my, the, the pastor at our church we used to go to with a, an issue or a problem without a solution yeah. or an idea without right. it all laid out already. And I think as parents, that's another area too. Exactly. You have to do the same with your kids. Right. You know, if they've done wrong or made a mistake, sit down, talk to them, find out Absolutely. what went wrong, what caused them to do that and give that teaching moment. As a leader of well, your home. I could be a home of the podcast. Yeah, no, that's, that's another one. <laughs> right. And then the last one is a spiritual courage. Yeah. Spiritual courage means being available to the deepest questions about why we are here. What is my life for? Do I have a purpose? Remember that courage is not the absence of fear. It is having the ability to move forward in the face of fear. Mm-hmm. Right? I can tell you that, and I'm, I'm bold in a lot of my talking that, even where I'm at today, I, I can still question some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And in my view, if people aren't questioning it or say they're not questioning it, let me put it that way, they're probably lying. Because it's like there's it, it's so much to grapple with when you think about everything in this world, how big the world is, the universe, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. right? People have just lost their voices. Yeah. So they're afraid. I'm not going to say nothing because I don't want no, I don't want to be humiliated. I don't want to. What I say to that is do it scared. Do it scared. Do it yeah, scared. Absolutely. Anyways, that's how we grow and how we learn. So um, let's, we're, we're going a little bit longer today than we'd like to go. So let's, why don't we get to this? Uh, where's that other paperwork? Here. Yeah, there we go. Covered it. Maybe. All right. So um, we'll finish with this about leadership too. Um, and it's, it's, Somebody wrote for good, you know, uh, good leadership in the home, and it was under qualities of a good biblical husband. So it, it is very true for a husband, for a wife, for a parent, for a pastor. It, it, it doesn't really matter because it's all employment. A lot of, it's, it's employment. It, yeah. it, it's, it's basically this is what a leader wants to display. Mm-hmm. Number one is true love. Yeah. It says, my little children, let let us not love in word neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. That's a John 3, 18. First John 3, 18. First John 3, 18. So we want to lead with true love. And if you're having a hard time figuring that out, 
read John, I mean, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, every morning, even if you're not a believer, uh, it doesn't matter what you, which, as far as I'm concerned, read that right there and I'll tell you what love is. Right. Okay? Um, and Kathy read a little bit of it to you earlier. Um, the second one is altruism, which is unselfish concern for the welfare of others' selfishness. Right? Our selfishness. So altruism is being selfless. Un, you were unselfish for the concern and welfare of others. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, what it says is husbands love your wives and be not bitter against them. Um, Colossians 3.19. Yeah. Uh, forgiveness. For, forgiveness, never bringing up the past. Right, that's right. something that's really, that's something that we is, we can uh, totally focus on. Right. Is It takes time to be in a place of forgiveness, but it's, it's a process, but never bringing up the past is something we've learned in our forgiveness. Right. Um, and the scripture for that, Colossians 3.13, Forbearing one another and forgive one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, you also be, you also do ye. So it's just a matter of, you know, leading, being a good leader, you want to get to a place of forgiveness. Because it frees you to continue to be in that role of a good leader in your home. And one of the ways that you can start doing that is by never bringing up the past. Yeah. That's something that Kathy and I have never done with each other. Even after my affair in 2004, Mm -hmm. Kathy has never once, never once thrown that on my face. We've had conversations about that were healthy conversations for for her healing. And we have to, yeah. And questions have come up. It's what I and it's like I have to as her husband, I have to listen to what she has to say. Right, and that's the only reason that Kathy's Kathy's not throwing it in my face is because I let her talk about yeah. it. I think I love this one in the home. This is so important. Is a good, <coughs> be a good influence, a good influencer. First um, Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, "Do not be deceived. Evil corrupts good habits." So again, be a good influencer. I'm a what you see is what you get kind of gal, and I want to remain that way in all areas of my life, and that's what that that reminds right, me of. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's it's. You can't be a good influencer if you're saying one thing and doing another. Right. Right. Uh, that's uh, why I say it, what you see is what you get. And that's, we we got <laughs> we got to remember that what's in the dark will we'll be brought, brought to the, the light. light. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. And you don't want believe me, you don't want that to happen yeah. to you. Okay. Um, honesty is another one that's so so important. Uh, the Lord detests lying lips, but delights in people who are trustworthy. Proverbs twelve twenty two. Again, these are scriptures that are for every one of us. These are the life links to being a good leader in the home, and all we have to do is follow that word. And then the last one, honey. Humility. Mm, <laughs> that's a challenge sometimes. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather than in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Mm. Philippians 2, 3, and 4. One way Kathy and I do that, we make each other first yeah. all the time. Um, that's good. Do nothing. So I was going to say something else. I was beyond interest. Yeah, it, it, it's it's putting each other first in everything that we do. Um, being humble about it. Kathy and I, when we when we first got in recovery, a good friend of ours, Dookie, 
I was still in treatment, and he says, uh, on this day, he goes, you're coming, you're barbecuing at the Betty Ford picnic. I says, I am. It was May. It was 100 freaking 30 degrees or something like that. <laughs> and I went out there, and, you know, these guys, people came up, man. They were thanking me. They man, thank you so much. For, I'm like, what's, what's you this all about? I wasn't used to it, man. I'd be thankful mm -hmm. and grateful for everything. Yeah. And and they they turned that picnic over to Kathy and I every year after that. We were the ones that were in charge of that picnic. And we went from 60 people to the last one we had was like 250 people. Yeah. But our, And we would always go. I would always recruit a bunch of newcomers to come over and help us. And then people we knew that come over and help us get this whole thing set up. I mean, we were real involved in it, but we pulled everybody else in. Right. And I can remember one day leaning up against a pole, and I, and I told my told Kathy, I says, I need all these compliments, Kathy. They really, really make me feel good. And, and it's good to hear. But please help me to remain humble with all this. Mm -hmm. Because I need this, but I don't want my head to explode. Yeah. I want to remain humble through all of this. Mm -hmm. And, and I have, have yeah. I mean, I, and I yeah. have remained extremely humble because if there, if not, he will let me <laughs> remind him. Hey, pull it back down. Yeah, yeah but so. uh, yeah, no, that was a good lesson in that. And the only reason that you needed that is because those were things that you didn't get. I didn't growing get up. growing up. Right? So it was, it was a great thing. So um, um, I think that's it. I think I have some stuff in here. Let me see real quick. No, what? We're, we're our time. Oh, I, I minutes. Know. Okay, <laughs> all right. So yeah. So if, if you do read the Bible, if you're one of them that are in the Bible, the New Testament is full of, especially James, John, um, it's full of leadership qualities and leadership. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Paul, Paul, Paul writes a lot about leadership. Yeah, it's all, there's so much about leadership in there that you really have to take and look. We read the John Maxwell Bibles, mm -hmm. and they, they're really good. It's a great leadership a great Bible. Great leadership Bible, actually. And there's a lot of comments in there about leadership, and it, it it's really opened our eyes yeah. a lot, not only to what other people are doing wrong, and we don't read it to find out what other people are doing wrong. We learn, we read it so we can learn what we need to do, right? right. So it's kind of a double whammy. It's like, oh, okay, no wonder I'm feeling this, but my discernment was correct. Right. Now I got to be careful I don't do it. So right. it's a great Bible to yeah, it's read. A good so. so we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of um, Leadership. Leadership. And just wanted to remind you that Randy and I are available for life coaching. You can contact us through changeyourlifestorynow.com. Um, I do want to tell you that I have, I've got some new responsibilities for Change Your Life Story Now, and so I'm really excited about this. Um, so bear with me as I'm on my, my learning curve. Um, but visit us on our Instagram page. Um, we also have a YouTube page. We would love for you to like and share. If, if you're listening to these podcasts and you think that you know somebody, pass it on to them, like and share. Um, it's really important that we get this word out um, as well. Um, all of our uh, podcasts are on, I don't know, there's eight different there's platforms. Eight different, so uh, Anchor, Spotify, you can like and share through those and subscribe to those as yeah, well. Please like, share, and subscribe yeah. to them. And if we can be of help to you, please reach out to us to Absolutely. change your life story now. Um, there is a, if you click on there, there's a link that'll take you to, um, we'll offer you a free 30 minute consultation. And then we can kind of see where we go from there, make sure it's a good fit, and find out what it is that we can help you with. So uh, we, we will, we, Coach through individuals, men, women, spouses together as couples, married couples, 
unmarried couples. We also have Symbus certification, which is saving your marriage before it starts. We've got Symbus Plus. And it's now Symbus Plus, which is for people that are already married, right. but maybe they're struggling a little bit in certain areas of their marriage. So um, we have some great tools to uh, journey with you and get you through those struggles. All right, exactly. Anything else? Um, I miss anything? Or something else. Subscribe to all the channels. Yeah, got that. Um, so like Kathy said, subscribe. Like, like share, and, and share. subscribe. If you like us, if you like what you hear, right? And yeah. as, as as Yorkshire Lisa says, and if you don't like us, like, share, and subscribe as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that looks serious. So all right okay. guys, we love you. Um well, we got we got our books. I want to say I got it, the books downloaded this month. So, Healing the Wounded Child Within, Thirty Day Devotion of the Wholeness, and the Seven Day Challenge, which is also another freebie on the website. That Seven Day Challenge workbook. It's a great little workbook. Yeah. The other the other books are on Amazon, and Healing the Wounded Child is in English and in Spanish. Mm, so yeah, you know everybody that. in the Hispanic community. It's a great healing book. Yeah. All right. So with that. We thank you for joining us on this episode. We'll be back um, next week with an, with another episode. I don't know. I might let her lead all the time. She doesn't. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. Kathy does. And more importantly, God does. God does. Everybody be blessed and have a marvelous, marvelous week. Have love a great you all. One. Love you guys. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>